This is episode 102, how to know if it's time to leave a relationship with Renee. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Thank you again for listening and sharing the show and leaving your ratings and reviews. And I always love it when you follow me and connect with me on Instagram and tell me how the show is impacting you. Before we dive into the show, I just want to say that there was a bit of a glitch with episode number 99. That episode was called Letting Go of an Ex with Michelle, and the coaching call that I'm actually going to play for you in episode 102 right now accidentally got put in that show, even though it wasn't the correct call. So if you listen to episode 99 and you already heard this coaching call, go back and listen to episode 99 because we have corrected it. We corrected it pretty quickly. You may just need to delete the one you downloaded and re-download the correct episode for 99. And this is actually the call with Renee. So in nearly a hundred episodes, that was the first one that went out a little out of order. So please forgive us for that mistake and know that it is corrected now and you can go back and catch it. And this is the correct intro and outro for my coaching call with Renee. I also want to give you a heads up about something that's coming in October so you can plan for it. A lot of you joined me last year for the inaugural launch of my personal mastery course, Over It and On With It. This is my most comprehensive virtual course, which includes access to coaching with me. It's a six-week program full of videos and meditation and guided processes, worksheets, a Facebook community, and group coaching calls where you have the opportunity to get coached one-on-one by me. And also, since I only launch the course once a year, I go through it live with you and engage with you so you get a lot of support, a lot of Facebook lives, a lot of enthusiastic encouragement and love and extra coaching from me. So put that on your calendar. Start to look for the emails from me in September. There's going to be some really cool bonuses. If you register early, I'm going to be giving a discount to my podcast community. If you aren't already on my list, go to christinehassler.com and make sure you sign up there so you get the email notifications. So today's call is about how to know whether or not to leave a relationship. This is something I know a lot of you have dealt with or are dealing with. It's never an easy choice to make, especially if you're married and especially if you have children. One of the things I have learned is that not all relationships are supposed to last forever. I like to say that some have expiration dates, meaning they reach a point where it's in neither person's highest good to stay together. If we look at one of the purposes of a romantic relationship as a vehicle to help us learn and grow, then we'll attract different people to help us or trigger us to grow to the next level. If you've listened to the show for a while, you've heard me talk about the different kinds of romantic relationships and how we're often attracted to people who trigger or activate unresolved issues from our childhood. Whatever we did not get from one or both parents, we often look for in a romantic partner. For example, if our father was emotionally unavailable, we may be attracted to emotionally unavailable men, hoping that if we date someone like our dad, we will get what we didn't need from him, from who we date or marry. Or if our mom was jealous or needy, we will attract those kind of women into our life. I think you get the picture. And it usually doesn't work out so well. 
Do we attract all our romantic partners based on our unmet needs or desires from our parents? Not necessarily, but it is common in many of our journeys, as you'll hear with my coaching call with Renee today. She is married and questioning whether or not the marriage has reached its expiration date. I coach her to really listening to her intuition and getting her own clarity around this issue. As always, I highly encourage you to listen to my breakdown after this call and coaches. This is a great call for you to listen to as well in terms of how to guide someone to coming to their own answers. Because as coaches, that's how we truly empower people. We don't give the answers. Instead, we illuminate the answers they already have inside of them and empower them to make choices that support their truth. As you're listening to this call, consider, are you questioning your current relationship? Are you in or did you grow up in an abusive or alcoholic environment? Do you know what to do, but really wish someone would give you permission to do it? Have you been attempting to change someone else, but you're starting to realize the most important person to focus on right now is yourself? So before we dive into the call, I want to share a special invitation from one of our sponsors of the show, Daily Harvest. So you've probably seen a mouth-watering healthy smoothie or homemade soup on Instagram or Pinterest or Facebook and thought, hey, that's the kind of thing I should be eating, but who has the time to make that all day? I mean, all the ingredients and I wouldn't even know what to put in it. Seems like a lot of work. But wouldn't it be great if you could get those picture-perfect nutrients without having to hit the farmer's market and wash it all and chop up a million fruits and veggies? Well, you can. You can get all your superfoods super fast with Daily Harvest. So Daily Harvest sends superfood eats straight to your door with your choice of smoothies, activated breakfast bowls, nice cream vegan sundaes, or soups. I'm really loving the soups. They make a great meal. Each single serving cup comes ready to blend or heat. They're stored in your freezer, so they're ready whenever you are. All their produce is organic, unrefined, and looks as amazing as it tastes. And if you know me, you know I'm in health and human optimization and eating well, and I love that all their produce is organic and there's no refined sugars or additives or preservatives or anything like that. You can actually see all of the whole ingredients when you open up the cup. Daily Harvest freezes all their ingredients at peak freshness, sealing in their nutritional value. And you guys, preparing this is insanely easy. Just add water, or if you're feeling a little creative, you can substitute things like coconut or almond milk. That's my favorite. Either way, your Daily Harvest cup is ready in just 30 seconds, so you can eat it right now. So go to daily-harvest.com and enter the promo code over it to get three items free off your first box. That's promo code over it, O-V-E-R-I-T, for three free Daily Harvest Cups at daily-harvest.com. Again, daily-harvest.com. And again, that link will be in the show notes. And I'm already seeing on Instagram that some of you have already placed your orders and are enjoying them and are sharing your pictures of your soups and smoothies with me. Keep sharing and posting and be sure to tag me and Daily Harvest. And if you're not following me on Instagram, it's Christine Hassler. So now on to our call with Renee. Renee, welcome to the show. What's your question? So I am in a relationship. I've actually been married for 14 years in the relationship for 22 years. Um, since I was 17 years old and my husband, he was 19 when we met. And then a rough relationship where um, I know that a lot of the things 
that he does kind of trigger some of my childhood wounds as well. I feel like I kind of struggle with intimacy and trusting him. Mm -hmm. And so even though he's gotten better with some of the things that have been an issue in the relationship, I still feel like perhaps this isn't a relationship that should be long term. I am trying to do my own self um, development. I'm in therapy. And Mm so I know that one of the things that like me and my therapist kind of discuss is maybe staying in the relationship to kind of work through my issues. But I also feel like I'm so kind of focused on our relationship. It's hard for me to focus just on myself. Mm, mm, Okay. And what issues do you think that he triggers? You mentioned that he triggers some childhood stuff for you. What's that? So he, throughout our relationship, he has had anger issues. So any type of mean looks, yelling, any type of like attitude that does, um, I'm very sensitive to that, but I know that's also just an issue that he has, that he has worked on, but those things kind of really trigger me and just have made me feel very worthless. Mm-hmm. Um, have really lowered my self-esteem. And so a lot of it is is those type of things that would trigger me. So did you grow up with being yelled at or in, was there a lot of anger in your house? Yeah, there mm-hmm. was um, some verbal and physical abuse in my home. And I grew up in a home where uh, my stepfather was an addict. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of that going on. And is your husband ever verbally or physically abusive? Not physically abusive, but I do feel verbally abusive. Okay. 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 And have there ever been times with your husband where you've been able to have a heart to heart with him, where you've been able to express some of these things? And has he ever gone to therapy on his own? Has he said he's willing to work on these things? We have lots of heart to hearts. We talk a lot and he is very, I feel genuine when he says he wants to work on these things. And I feel he's actually had improved as far as the anger and yelling I do feel like he's improved and he wants to get better. He's gone to therapy once, um, but he really didn't get down into a lot of the issues that have caused the anger for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he hasn't really gone that deep, just dealt with like surface level issues. And he only went for maybe about two months and then he stopped. Okay. And I've asked him to go again and he said he would, but he says he doesn't feel like he wants to do it right now. Okay. And does he have a history of coming from an abusive or addict home as well? Yeah, he said his mother drank a lot, so I believe she probably was an alcoholic. Okay. And do you have any children? We do, too. How old are they? They are 12 and 15. And do they see the verbal abuse? Yes, they have been witness to it, yes. That's part of the... Yeah. Are they ever on the receiving end of it? Yes, he he yells at them a lot. Like I said, he's kind of started to, you know, try to stop. But yes, throughout the time when they've been little and growing up, he's had, he has yelled at them a lot and it's affected his relationship with them. Okay. So I have a question for you and I don't know the answer to this. You're in therapy. Your therapist is encouraging you or suggesting to try to work through this in the marriage, but yet you booked a call with me. What were you hoping to hear from me? You know, I I feel like I've just been very confused. Yeah. Um, And as I listen to your podcast, I feel like there's been a lot of issues that I've related to. Mm -hmm. And so 
I just felt like you are very intuitive. <laughs> and so I don't know what I hoped you would say. I just have been very torn between, okay, do I deal with these issues while I stay in a relationship, yeah. I get stronger, and maybe I still say I don't want to be in it, but do I just work in it, you know, but I just find it hard to do because I'm so, I know I'm codependent, so I'm so focused on our relationship that I don't focus on myself. Yeah, I hear you. And I'm just finding it really hard to, to do, and so I guess the easy way, I feel like, is the to leave and then feel like, okay, I could just heal myself, then I'm, I don't know if that's the right thing. Well, there is no quote unquote right thing. It's really about what is based most in truth and love and what is the best thing for you and your family. And I appreciate you answering my question. And, you know, I definitely am not psychic. I don't have a crystal ball. Right, right. You know, I've learned how to really listen and you know, recognize patterns (laughs) over 12 years of working with people. And what I, you know, recognize in you and that you recognize in yourself is that you're sort of playing out your childhood in your marriage. You, you chose someone who was very much like a parent. So it's more of what I like to call an issue-based relationship. And it's possible for issue-based relationships to work out if both people are willing to work on their core childhood issues and both people are willing to do the growth work. And it sounds like, and I'm only hearing your side of it, Renee, but it Mm -hmm. sounds like, and I'm not questioning you, but it does sound like to me that, that you're doing more of the work. You're willing to do more of the work and go a little deeper than he is at this particular time. And that can make it quite challenging to reach a healthy marriage. It definitely takes two. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's scared to go deeper. He doesn't want to go there, but yeah, I definitely think it's it's necessary. What do your children say to you about this? They're old enough. They know what's going on. Right. Do they ever express a desire? Do they ever ask you anything? I mean, they have expressed sometimes their unhappiness with him and saying that he's mean a couple years ago, we did discover, um, I discovered journals or paper writings from my daughter um, where she said she wished that I would get a divorce. So, yeah. yeah, that kind of tears me up because I feel like, am I showing her? I'm not showing her. I know I'm not showing her a healthy relationship. Right. And so that's why I really wanted to get my own therapy to work on myself. But I, like you said, I think it definitely takes two people. We both have to do it in order to show her what a healthy relationship looks like. Right, right. And she's 12 or 15? She's 15. She's, she's 15. Okay. Mm-hmm. And again, like I so acknowledge you. I'm so glad that you're in therapy. You have a lot of awareness around this. It's a It's a very tough situation. You know, it has been since you were little, you know, growing up in an abusive yeah. and alcoholic home. It's not easy. And have you gotten your kids any kind of therapy or counseling? My son, um, a couple years ago, or maybe a few years ago now, he did have some counseling for anger because he was displaying his own anger and yelling and screaming and things like that. Um, So he did go to therapy for maybe, I would say it probably was about six months for him. 
And my daughter, she has had some therapy as well and some in-school counseling. And that's because we have noticed she's had some low Mm self-esteem as well. She was actually cutting herself. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this seems like it's definitely at a pivotal point where some more intervention and support is going to be necessary. Yeah. 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 And what I don't want you to do is beat yourself up and think that you've permanently Mm -hmm. damaged your children. That's not going to get you anywhere. What I do want you to do is make a strong decision now to start doing things differently, (laughs) start to break these patterns, start to change things, get them the help they need, start having even more honest conversations with them about how none of this is their fault you know, about how lovable they are, like everything that you're learning about self-love and the things you're discovering and how, you know, your own childhood made picking someone a little difficult, you know, the the more that you can explain to them and also take action. You know, I only, you know, what's best. So, you know, you said to me, one of the reasons you were drawn to call is because you perceive me as intuitive, but whatever we see in someone else is really something we have inside ourselves. So if you just asked your intuition, Renee, which I feel you're very connected to, what would you tell yourself? What do you think is in the highest good for you to do? I honestly feel like our relationship won't last. I feel like even if I stayed in a relationship while I worked on my childhood wounds, I feel like ultimately our values are very different. Our beliefs are very different. And I think that we probably wouldn't, you know, I don't think it would be in the best interest of the higher interest of myself Mm -hmm. or the kids. Yeah. 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 I think I've just been, of course, afraid of hurting his feelings and I guess caring about what other people think because, from the outside, he looks very charming yeah, and like a good guy. And so I think I've just been afraid to make the wrong decision or mm-hmm. feel like everybody's going to look at me like, why, why are you doing this? So could that be okay? Could people look at you like, why are you doing this? Could it be okay that maybe he has hurt feelings if that means that you're making a self-honoring choice for you and your children? Yeah. 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 Because it's it's time to change this, Renee. And you already know that. Yeah. And up until now, maybe you didn't have the courage, maybe you didn't have the awareness, but you have it now. And so you've got to find that that warrior woman in you, that mama bear in you, that you didn't feel was there to protect you when you were a little girl and really find that strength, find that courage, protect your children, teach them as much as you can through this experience so they don't go out and repeat the patterns. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want my daughter to repeat the cycle and yeah, definitely. I don't want my son to grow up angry and displaying some of those same personality traits. Yeah. And this is a critical time for them. Yes. 
This is a real critical time. Now, here's uh, the question. If you did separate and divorce, would you fight for full custody? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And are you keeping good records of everything and documenting any time there's been abuse? No. Okay. So I suggest start doing that. Okay. All right. So now's the time to, yes, work on yourself, heal, but also be smart in terms of, and I'm not saying you're not, but be smart in a different way too, of really looking at, okay, if I'm going to fight for full custody, if I want this to be as peaceful as possible, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to document? Who, who do I need to talk to in terms of a lawyer? Is there a child psychologist or therapist or specialist? It's starting to look at, all right, like I'm, I'm going to take care of this now. Because I think for so long you've just been suffering through and you've been in survival mode. And now it's really time to step into action mode, healing mode, but also action mode. Because it sounds to me like some things need to shift. Yeah. Now, I don't want to, you know, assume that I'm gathering that from what you're saying. Would you agree? Yeah. 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 I think that there definitely needs to be some changes. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you've given your husband opportunities to get some help. Sounds like you've been pretty honest about what you need. When the meanness or the verbal abuse starts in any way, have you ever been able to kind of speak up in the beginning and get him to stop? Or once it starts, is it pretty much unstoppable? No, I can get him to stop. So he may get angry at the smallest things and he'll yell and scream. But if I, you know, bring it up to him or say something, he he can stop. Yeah, once he's made aware of what he's doing, he will stop. But it's just the fact that he kind of, anything will kind of just cause him to to just, you know, lash out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even though he's kind of, you know, toning it down when he's home with us and, you know, he's seeing now that, I have a lower tolerance for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's toning it down, but I can still tell in just his conversations about other people and other things, there's still that anger there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you never know. Miracles are possible. He could shift. And it's like, I support you in taking whatever action you feel is healthiest for you and your family. And in the long run, him too. Because maybe this could be the thing that gets him to deal with some of the stuff that maybe he doesn't want to deal with. Right. We can't have that attachment, but we never know. And who knows? He might have a big awakening, ask you to be in couples counseling with him, really dive in, find someone to work on the anger with, and this could shift. That's a possibility. It's definitely a possibility. I just support you in taking care of this in a way that feels most honoring, loving, and based in truth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start, you know, looking into those things, looking into the lawyer and the the child therapy. Yeah. And how does that feel? Does that feel like, like when you check into that, does that feel like, again, we don't want to say wrong or right, but does that feel like the right action for you to take? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it does. I feel like, like I said, I just, in my heart, I've kind of known it. I felt like we just, we've grown in two separate directions, I feel like, you know, and I feel like definitely at 17, me picking him, I really wasn't looking from where I'm looking today and the values that I have today. And it's just very different. We're very different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the kids in the equation, you've got to look at, you know, what is best for them. Yeah. Yeah. Sticking this out until they go to college and continuing to see what they're seeing or creating a different environment. Right. Yeah. And I want to, I want a different environment. Um, and I don't want them to, to pick, you know, relationships as we have. Mm-hmm. So what do you discover in this talk with me today? I feel like I've discovered that deep down what I've known has been true, that it's always been there. I've known it, but I've I've wanted somebody else to validate it for me. Mm-hmm. And that I really need to focus on making sure that my kids are getting the help that they need and getting them in a better environment. Mm-hmm. And what about your relationship with yourself? Yes, I have to continue to work on that and really... I'm trying to work on my own self-love and really acceptance and not beating myself up because that has been what I've been doing. I beat myself up for feeling like I have damaged my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Renee, I really hear you on that. I really hear you. And I can understand and appreciate why that feels true. And like you said, the more you beat yourself up, the, the less able you are going to be to take action. Yeah. So the more you forgive yourself and you say, all right, I did the best I could at the time. Now I see that I can do better. I'm going to take that action and I'm going to be empowered and I'm going to move forward, but I'm going to do it by being kind and, and gentle with myself because you don't want to internalize and become verbally abusive to yourself. That's not going to get you where you need to go. It's great that it's a wake-up call, and you can say, I know more, but don't use it to continue to beat yourself up because then you just perpetuate the pattern of abuse just turned inward. Yeah. Yeah, and I've definitely been doing that, beating myself up. So, And what good does that do? Nothing. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I really encourage you. I honor you. I stand with you. I I know that you can do what you need to do and you can do it with love and you can do it with courage. And, you know, your children are blessed to have a mom that is willing to look and see and make changes. Yes. So this is the time to really believe in yourself because from the sounds of it, you didn't have a lot of people giving you a lot of positive encouragement your whole life. This is a really good time to give yourself positive encouragement. I can do this. I believe in myself. I'm strong. I can move forward in truth and love. I can stand up for myself. I can speak my truth. I can take actions. I'm smart. I know what to do. Yeah. 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 I didn't have that. And so yes, I have to do that for myself. Yeah. So in this moment, what do you know to be true about yourself? I know that I am intuitive. 
I know that I'm a good mother who is going to make better decisions for not only my children, but for myself. Yeah, and I know that I'm a, I'm a good person and that I'm going to get better. I know that too. <laughs> yes. How do you feel now? I feel good. I yeah. feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. You can do this. You can change the patterns. You can break the patterns and you can create a healthier environment for yourself and your children. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe your husband will make similar choices someday. You can't have attachment to that, but it's, it's still a possibility. Right. We never know. Right. But continuing on, kind of doing the same thing and expecting a different result, well, we know that doesn't work. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your honesty and your courage. Thank you. Thank you, Renee, for being on the show. And if you didn't catch me say this in the intro, remember that there was a bit of a glitch with episode 99 and this call got put in there. We've updated it since and put the correct call in. So if you feel you already listened to this coaching call, go back and re-download episode number 99 so you can actually hear my coaching call with Michelle. So I'm so grateful Renee had the courage to be on the show and share so authentically. As you heard, she was yearning to really trust her intuition, and I acknowledge her willingness to make some challenging but empowering changes in her life. As you heard, Renee feels it's time for her to move out of her relationship, as she is willing to make the changes to break patterns, and she doesn't see her husband doing the same. Now, do all relationships where one person is on the growth path and the other person really isn't have an expiration date? Not necessarily. There's no one-size-fits-all approach or blanket statement I can make that you can apply to knowing if it's time to leave a relationship. That said, when there is abuse, addiction, or toxic behavior, or the other person is completely unwilling to communicate or give the relationship any kind of investment or work, well, then I ask you, if you're in a relationship like this, to be really honest with yourself about why you're still in it and if it's really serving your highest good. And if you have children, if it's really, really in their highest good to stay together. It takes two people to create a healthy relationship. Does that mean both people have to be on the exact same path? Not necessarily. But in this case, there was some abusive behavior going on. Even Renee's children had asked her to get divorced. Her daughter's even cutting herself. Renee knows the kids are not seeing a healthy relationship. This is different than if your partner just has different interests than you. And, you know, I even think back to my own marriage. Could things have been different had I known then what I know now? Possibly. But it really doesn't do me much good to go back and ruminate on the past. What I do know is that the divorce was something I needed to go through to do the work that I do today. It inspired me to write Expectation Hangover, my last book. And it took me to the next level of my own spiritual journey, my own personal growth path, where I really began to integrate the awareness that I had. Bottom line, when it comes to relationships and evaluating if it's time to go or end it, be super honest with yourself. Really listen to your intuition. You know. That's why I worked so much with Renee on getting back to her own inner knowing. I asked her what she was hoping to hear from me. You know, why'd she call? That's a great way to get people to tap into their own intuition. Because what we want to hear from someone else is really what we want to hear from ourselves. 
Sometimes we're just looking for someone else to give us permission. So I kept bringing it back to her own inner guidance. And she even said, it's always been there. I've always known. I've just wanted someone else to validate it for me. So then it was really my job to empower her. She's had a history of living with verbal and physical abuse and addiction in her home. So she most likely had to just be good, be quiet and take it. That was a survival pattern she developed and needed to cope. But now as she shared, she's working on herself and discovering that her relationship is not healthy for herself or her kids. She's also realizing that she has to improve her own relationship with herself because when we live with abuse or addicts, we tend to have a very low self-worth. Now, some of you listening to this call may have been cheering her on, but also found yourself a bit opinionated, perhaps even a little judgy that she stayed in this marriage with her kids for as long as she has. This is where it's so important to remember that we really are doing the best we can with the tools we've had at the time. You know, with the abuse and the yelling and the survival patterns that Renee developed, that was all she'd known up until now. And now that she's learning and growing, she's making different choices. And I deeply acknowledge her for that. I encourage her to take action and I encourage you to take action without beating yourself up because that's not going to help the situation. Don't take action from a place of guilt or fear. Take action from a place of self-love and empowerment. And to any parents who feel your choices may have messed up your kids, that thought, judgment, or fear is not helping you or them. What does help is to do what Renee is committed to doing. Get them help. Help them really learn. Help them learn how to make different choices and start equipping them with the personal development tools and mindset that will help them in breaking any generational patterns and not personalizing or thinking anything was their fault. As Renee said at the end of the call, I'm a good mother who is making better decisions, not only for my children, but for myself. Do it not just for your kids, but do it for you. And one more thing, Renee did say her husband wanted to change and it is possible. It's definitely possible for people to change, but actions speak a lot louder than words. So until she or you sees a person who says they are wanting to make a change, actually taking the steps to do it and making the changes, don't count on them changing. Actions speak louder than words. These cliches stick around for a reason. We must give someone the dignity of their process, but honor our own boundaries. So some takeaways for you. If you're questioning a relationship, really ask, what is this relationship teaching me? What patterns do I need to complete? Could it be time to go? What do I need to do to make a shift? And if you do decide to go, acknowledge yourself and move forward from a place of self-love, awareness, empowerment, not from guilt or shame, and not from judgment either of you or the other person. Being angry at somebody else may catalyze you leaving, but you don't want to continue to ride the energy of anger, process your anger, process your grief, and then really get to that place of empowerment and learning. And if you're a parent and you feel like your kids have seen some things in your marriage or life that have been tough, if they're struggling, get them help. You can't be their therapist and counselor and coach as well. You may not have the tools and they may need an objective person that they can really talk to. Find someone that can help them process things and give them new tools. Again, don't think you can do it all on your own. And it's always, always, always ask, what am I learning? What am I learning? What am I learning? What is the situation teaching me? Don't be a victim. And one thing I didn't mention to Renee, and I hope she's listening, is if you did grow up in a home where there was any kind of addiction, consider Al-Anon 
some kind of 12 step program, go to a couple meetings, see if it fits for you, get some support, find other people that you can connect with and grow with, not bond over wounds, not commiserate about being a victim, but other people that really understand your background. Because a big thing about feeling empowered in situations like this is feeling not alone. And if I can support you in feeling not alone, if you want to be part of my tribe, the invitation for Inner Circle, my membership community, is always open, christinehassler.com slash inner circle. I hope you enjoyed the show. If it impacted you, please share it. That's how the show grows. And I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.